Hey there, this is Tanya Wright from thenaturalhomeschool.com, the place for homeschool and Montessori lovers ready to make themselves centered, organized teachers, nurture happy children, and create smooth and successful days. Let's get you closer to your transformation today. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. How are you doing? I am super excited to have you here. Uh, to be here, I am back. So last week, um, it was going to be our vacation time, and that's why I marked it as off, no training. But uh, something happened, and we had to cancel our vacation. We desperately need a vacation. We need to get out of here. <laughs> so it was disheartening, especially because of the reason why we had to cancel. And the reason is that um, we lost some of our pet chickens. And uh, we lost some of our pet chickens in a short amount of time. It's been really hot here this summer, and so we thought, um, as, as you come in, come and say hi, comment below, just to let me know that you can hear me and all of that, that it's all good. Uh, I would love to hear from you and for you to interact. So anyway, we lost three of our chickens in a short amount of time, and we thought it was the heat. I was super perplexed. I was like, wait a minute. Yes, it's been hot, but our, our, our chickens are hardy. Our children help me with putting ice and frozen treats for them. We check on them every day. Um, it was kind of weird because they seemed okay. And then a couple of hours later, they were gone. It was that quick. So I was just still in, in shock. So, uh, Oh, hi, Facebook user. Uh, thank you for saying good morning. Uh, sometimes Facebook doesn't show me your names. It just shows Facebook users. So feel free to type your name next to your comment. So I was very perplexed. We were very sad. Some of our chickens had been with us for almost four years. And uh, we had never lost chickens over the summer over the crazy three degree heat in the summer. And so I was very saddened and very perplexed. And then we immediately brought inside into the air conditioning our uh, two other chickens. So we're down to two, uh, one small breed and one large breed uh, because my son does a small breed for 4-H. And the large breeds are layers for us. Uh, so they are our pets and we have them for eggs. So anyway, we brought them inside. They were both perfectly fine. And then um, as it started to uh, cool off a little bit, I put them back outside, checked on them two hours later. And guess what? The large breed, the one that we had left, it was at the brink of death. I caught her just in time. So I grabbed her, brought her inside, and we've been nursing her back to health. Thankfully, uh, 
number one, I realized it was a chicken-related illness, which we still don't know what it is. It's not contagious to humans, but uh, it was affecting our chickens, uh, probably from the wild birds flying into the chicken run and eating the food. They were probably disease carriers and such. So uh, we caught her just in time. And then we were keeping an eye on the other one, the small breed, obviously, just to make sure that they hadn't come in contact and that uh, she wasn't getting sick. But it was that quick within two hours. I don't know. They just their legs paralyzed and all that. So anyway, long story short, that's another reason why um, I decided to to keep the week off last week because even though we canceled our vacation which was the original reason why i canceled um or i didn't plan a live last week then we got this to do so to focus on so she's back to normal she's back to her old self she's very chatty she started laying eggs again and everything so we're very very happy so we are going on our vacation next week. <laughs> so now we have the, the uh, training off again next week, but this time is for the actual original reason, which is the vacation. So I am very happy to be here. And I want uh, everyone to know that I really appreciate the interaction. I love having people live. I know that hundreds of you watch the replay, but I love to actually have people live because it makes me feel like, uh, you know, people can actually talk to me so uh, I can get more responses and help you out in real time kind of like when I ran the workshop, the free five-day workshop, which is coming up in a few months. I'll, I'll be giving you more information on that. So let's get started. Welcome to the Natural Homeschool Show uh, or the Montessori Way Show. I am so glad that you are here. Be sure to follow us on social media and you will be getting some updates. So you see the ticker down here. Uh, if you are a homeschooler, join our Facebook group called the Natural Homeschool Community. And if you are doing Montessori, whether you're doing Montessori entirely or Montessori just partially, uh, join us in the Montessori only Facebook group, which is the Montessori Way Prep Room. You can talk about Montessori in both groups, but the Montessori Way Prep Room is exclusively Montessori. And you can see more trainings and more Montessori geared uh, information and posts and ideas, free printables, etc. So um, feel free to join both groups if you are a homeschooler. If you wanted to start incorporating Montessori in your homeschool, then you can do that as well. So today's topic is one that I really wanted to touch on because we are going through a crazy time right now. And that is through the COVID season. It is a new virus that took us completely by surprise. It changed literally the entire world. It has affected every single person that I know. Even us, my family as homeschoolers, we were already used to certain things that 
when came into effect, we were like, oh, no big deal. But it actually did affect us as well, including not being able to meet with our homeschool co-op groups. We were part of two homeschool co-ops and all of the extracurriculars, baseball, gymnastics, one different extracurriculars that were all of a sudden gone, completely gone. So from one day to the next, you're having to do school at home, whether you like it or not, whether you prefer it or not, you are at home with your children. And so if you are wanting to do Montessori in your home or in the school, um, all of a sudden you're home and you need to obviously deal with discipline issues and you don't know how to do them the Montessori way. So let's talk a little bit about that. I will give you three tips that the Montessori adults or the Montessori guides, like I call them and many Montessorians call them, um, that will help you to find out how freedom within limits works in the Montessori environment, okay? So it works a little differently because the Montessori philosophy does not work through punishment and reward, which is very common in traditional schools. So let's talk a little bit about that. I don't want you to be super overwhelmed. So I'm giving you three tips, three things to think about, three things to take away. And if you want to take notes or you can come back and watch the replay and take notes then if you are on the go. But I do want you to walk away with these because they are very important. So today's topic is how freedom within limits works in the Montessori environment. Three tips for Montessori adults, okay? Let me take the ticker off just so it's not distracting. Let me know in comments what you are going through right now. I just kind of want to get an idea on where you are right now. Are you having to do Montessori at home? Are you homeschooling your children? Are you having discipline issues? Are you having these freedom within limits uh, problems that you don't know how to target these things? Let me know in comments. I really want to find out where you are at to see how I can help you better. And if you have any questions, Ask the questions throughout the training and I will be happy to answer them for you either during the live or as soon as the live is over, I will sit down and actually type it up because it goes really, really fast, okay? Um, it helps when I can get them while I'm live because you are live and then you can get your answer right away instead of having to watch the replay or come back and check for the comments. So go ahead and type any questions and what your situation is right now in terms of doing Montessori, if you're doing Montessori at home or if you're starting back up um, in, in a Montessori school, et cetera, et cetera. All right, so tip number one. I'm going to, oops, 
Let me change this slide. There you go. All right. So tip number one, be more aware of the words encroachment and permissiveness. They are two complete opposites and both are wrong for children. And that is for sure. Both are wrong for children. It is um, something that can really complicate things when you are encroaching upon a child's freedoms and when you are way too permissive and let them run rampant with no sense of order and no sense of responsibility. So both are complete opposites, but both extremes are wrong for children. Let's talk a little bit about that. And I'm uh, going to be talking as you are typing your comments and letting me know what you think. I have two books here that I will be quoting from. One is The Montessori Method. And the other one is The Discovery of the Child. Both are written by Maria Montessori. So I'm going to be using quotes from these two books. There are many books on discipline where Maria Montessori discusses this topic. But just for today's training, I will be using these two books for quotes. So in the Montessori method, and sometimes the cover looks different. If you are interested, I can share the link to um, the title of this book and all the information if you wanted to order it or you wanted to uh, check it out, get more information on it. It is very, very thorough, very full of information and super helpful. So I would say this is one of the best books to start with if you wanted to go on your Montessori journey. The Montessori Method by Maria Montessori. Very self-explanatory. So there is a quote in this book, the Montessori method that Maria Montessori says, and it's going to hurt. Are you ready? This quote is brutal, but we need to hear it to have a wake up call. It says, he, referring to the child, never has time or opportunity to test himself, to estimate his own force and his own limitations because he is always interrupted and subjected to our tyranny and languishes in injustice because he is always being bitterly reproached for not having what adults are perpetually destroying. That is a brutal quote. Oh my goodness, that is super tough to hear. But if you think about it and you know anything about the Montessori method, you know that we are hands off, right? We set up our, our environment for success, for independence, self-esteem, confidence, we do not control the child, we control the environment. So I'm going to read this quote one more time a little bit faster and think about it again. This is from the Montessori method. Maria Montessori says, he, referring to the child, 
He never has time or opportunity to test himself, to estimate his own force and his own limitations because he is always interrupted and subjected to our tyranny and languages in injustice because he is always being bitterly reproached for not having what adults are perpetually destroying. In the general sense, it is scary to let the child be in control, right? Be in control of their learning, especially at a young age. We as adults feel the responsibility to push and to pull the child in the direction that we want them to go on. But in reality, the more you learn about the Montessori philosophy and the Montessori method, the more you're going to find out that there is actually more success and freedom because of the way you are preparing the environment. You are preparing the environment based on the children's sensitive periods. And we have been studying this inside the Montessori Way Foundations Framework which is a framework program that I have created that teaches adults about the foundations of the Montessori philosophy. Discipline is one of those uh, foundational topics. So we discuss discipline and it is very important that we address that the right way in the Montessori way in the Montessori environments. So I have been getting feedback from students that are in the framework when we talk about the discipline and it's been an eye opener for them. And the, the points and the tips that I give them are very helpful for them to be able to apply these principles. I will let you know when enrollment opens again. It will be opening up the very beginning of the year and it's going to be amazing. So remember that going to one extreme and to the other is wrong for children. Both of them are wrong. We need the balance, right? We need the guidance without the encroachment. We don't want to let them run rampant, but we also don't want to be completely on top of them micromanaging them because it takes away all of their individuality, their creativity, their confidence, and their independence. You're actually working against what you want as a main goal in children in the Montessori environment, right? So let's keep that in mind. Tip number two is help the child be a master of himself. If they are controlled by another, then they are not controlling themselves. It's very true. I have another quote from this same book from the Montessori Method, and I want to share that one with you. If you go into this book, you're going to see that chapter five is a chapter on discipline and it's got over 20 pages 
discussing discipline in the Montessori environment. So I want to encourage you, if you're going to be reading this book and you're interested in discipline, go to chapter five or chapter V in Roman numeral, chapter five. And that is where we get a lot of information in terms of discipline. So the quote that I got from the Montessori method says, we call an individual disciplined when he is master of himself and can therefore regulate his own conduct when it shall be necessary to follow some rule of life. So you need to help the child be a master of himself, not us always uh, controlling the child, or like I said earlier, micromanaging the child. We don't want to be micromanaging children because number one, we're doing a disservice to them and to ourselves. We are frustrated. Why are you not learning? Why are you not independent? And the child's frustrated because they are not given the opportunity to be independent, to make choices. So when you have a child as a parent uh, or as a Montessori guide or Montessori teacher, do you want the child to take risks and to try new things and to make mistakes in the safety of your home or Montessori environment? Or do you want to always constantly micromanage like a little corral? You're corralling the child, corralling the child. And then when they get out into the real world and there's no more corral, they have no idea what to do with themselves. So think of everything that you're doing with the end in mind. Start with the end in mind. Where do you want the child to be? So what do you have to do? Backtrack your steps. Where do you have to be and what do you have to do to get them there? at that moment and one of those things in the Montessori philosophy is to not be constantly controlling the child. The Montessori method thrives in freedom. Don't forget, write that down. The Montessori philosophy thrives in freedom. So help the child be a master of himself. Only interrupt, intervene when the child is in danger. So remember, I've discussed this before. In the Montessori philosophy, you're always going to have three circles. Self in the middle, others, and the environment. So as long as a child is not damaging himself, is not damaging others or hurting others, or damaging or hurting the environment, then let them try new things. Let them learn by trial and error. Remember that uh, there are quotes floating around about, you know, the inventor of the light bulb and different um, inventors that have come up with amazing uh, contraptions and things throughout the centuries. They said, um, that the light bulb, well, I know one way to do it right, but I know 10,000 ways of doing it wrong. So 
eventually through trial and error the child will learn which is the right way to go about doing things so you are the guide you are the montessori guide let me make that very clear but that doesn't mean that you are always encroaching upon the child let the child have the freedom to to explore to try their own um, different theories or hypotheses and come up with their own uh, results and solutions right you can always be there to observe to make sure that there's safety because safety is very important but also to discuss with the child kind of draw ask some questions um using the socratic method just ask some questions draw out the child's uh, reasoning behind the different things that they are trying sometimes just saying it out loud will solidify in the child whether it's the right decision or not does that make sense i want you to let me know what you're thinking so far so tip number one was to be more aware of the words encroachment and permissiveness how both are complete opposites and both are wrong for the child. Then tip number two, help the child be a master of himself because if they are controlled by another, then they are not controlling themselves. They are not learning. If we're always doing things for them, then they're not learning to do them themselves. So go ahead and leave me some comments. Let me know what you're thinking so far. Let me know if this is helpful and also post any questions that you might have in terms of discipline. I will try and help you in the next five minutes that I have left for the training, all right? So let's go to point number three or tip number three. Tip number three is your homework. Tip number three is super important. It is very important for uh, Montessori guides to be constantly reflecting not just observing, but you're actually digesting what you're observing. So you are going to be reflecting on this discipline training that we have been talking about. And tip number three is you're going to make a list of freedoms that you can let go of. It is tough. I know it's tough. I know it's hard to let go and say, okay, I'm going to let the child tried this and this and this and I'm scared to let go of the reins on this but you know what you need to learn to trust and you need to give the child the opportunity to try children have the right to try and have the right to learn from their mistakes right they can't always do everything perfect. They need to learn from their mistakes while you are there guiding them. What better place for them to make mistakes and learn from them than in a supportive environment, right? So I'm going to share a quote from The Discovery of the Child, which is another Maria Montessori book. It's awesome. Uh, this one is really great it's not as thick as the montessori method you can tell the difference uh the montessori method is this one and it's thicker 
but the discovery of the child is super, super awesome too. I highly recommend it. If you want to read on discipline, then you will go to chapter 23. All right. You're going to go to chapter 23 and it's super incredible because she is describing here discipline in a children's house, how it went about. And she just describes it like an actual story, like an actual event that happened because it did. But I love the way that she describes it. So she writes, the experience that has accumulated since the printing of the first edition of this book up to the present day has repeatedly confirmed the fact that in our classes of small children, this and that and the other, and it just keeps going and going and going. It says, the teacher moves about slowly and silently. She goes up to the one who has called her. Her supervision is such that anyone who needs her is immediately aware of her presence, whereas those who do not are completely oblivious to her. So it just goes on and on. It's beautifully written. It was translated very well from Italian because Maria Montessori was uh, native Italian and these books were written in that in her language. So you just read and read. Uh, we marveled at the patience, constancy and eager readiness of the children. It is a beautiful read. I highly recommend it. So I can leave the link for this book as well so you can read more about it and probably want to get it. Uh, let me know if you're interested and I will leave the link in this training. So let me read the quote out of this book because I can't read the entire chapter on discipline, of course. So it says, the first glimmerings of discipline appear as the result of work. That means we're letting the child work, right? At some given moment, it happens that the child becomes deeply interested in a piece of work. We see it in the expression of his face, his intense concentration, the devotion to his exercise. We find, therefore, that discipline comes by an indirect route, by developing activity in spontaneous work. You don't have to schedule and plan every single minute of the day. If that doesn't take away the overwhelm from your shoulders, then I don't know what will, <laughs> because this is a great thing spontaneous work works for children children learn through spontaneous work as well it's that trial and error all of a sudden they're tinkering with a, a work a, an idea or an object and it's just so beautiful to watch and it's spontaneous all of a sudden the child is ready for that so that is in chapter 23 of the discovery of the child you will want to read more on that so i will read the quote one more time for you to catch it and then remember you gotta make a list of freedoms that you can let go of i know that some of you are going to have a really hard time letting go but at least try to let go of 
two or three things per week, just two or three things. Start slow, give yourself some grace. I understand it's hard, but you are also taking away from your children. I'm not trying to guilt you. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm just trying to open your eyes and show you how independence is very important. And that requires us getting out of the way. So I will read the quote one more time out of the Discovery of the Child, chapter 23. The first glimmerings of discipline appear as a result of work. At some given moment, it happens that the child becomes deeply interested in a piece of work. We see it in the expression of his face, his intense concentration, the devotion to his exercise. We find, therefore, that discipline comes by an indirect route, by developing activity in spontaneous work. So to wrap things up, while I'm reading Yvonne's question or, or comment, let me know what you are going to be trying this week. You don't have to think about the list of freedoms that you're going to be letting go of yet. But if anything comes to mind that you want to share with me, go ahead and share in comments your biggest takeaway or something that you didn't know that you, you're glad that you learned today. Just anything that you want to interact with me and let me know. So I'm going to be sharing the links to these two books that I got the quotes from. You do want to check out chapter five in the Montessori Method for Discipline in chapter 23 in the discovery of the child. All right. So Yvonne says, interesting. I was a semi-helicopter mom with my two children, did almost everything for them. Now helping raise my three granddaughters and have totally changed the way I am allowing them more freedom, as you mentioned. That is wonderful, Yvonne and requiring more of them in playtime, school, and helping around the house. Yes, that is wonderful. I have mentioned this before, especially in our practical life uh, trainings, which you can watch inside the Montessori Way Foundation's framework, or the Montessori Way prep room, sorry, the Facebook group, the Montessori Way prep room. You can watch the videos of past trainings that I have done. I mention how it is important to teach children that it, they're not just doing the work, the actual Montessori work, but the entire activity starts from the setup of the work all the way to the cleanup of the work. Otherwise, the activity is not complete. If they didn't set it up right and if they didn't clean it up, to where the area where they were working looks exactly exactly the same as before they were working there, then the activity is not complete. So teaching children beginning to end and where the beginning and where the end are is invaluable because you can literally apply it to every single part of your life. Think about brushing teeth. You don't put the toothpaste on the toothbrush. That is not the right setup. 
Or what if you never rinse your mouth out and you keep the toothpaste inside your mouth? That is not the right ending. So the activity of brushing teeth, for example, is not complete until you have the correct setup all the way to the cleanup, right? And the result is visible. You can see the clean teeth without the toothpaste in your mouth, without toothpaste all over, and without toothpaste on the sink. So it is a wonderful, wonderful skill to teach. All right, so let me know uh, what you are thinking, even if we're done with the, with the training video, with the live, you can always watch the replay and you can always comment uh, what you're going to try this week. Maybe once you do start to make your own list of the freedoms that you're able to let go of, share those freedoms that you're willing to let go of, not only for accountability, but also to let others uh, see them and get ideas on what kinds of things they can let go of uh, in their Montessori environments in terms of discipline and the freedoms within limits part, right? Because that is the topic of today's training, freedom within limits and what it looks like in the Montessori environment. All right, so let me know something that you learned that is new, that you didn't know, that you're glad that you learned, um, anything else, all right? And as soon as the training's over, I will share the links to these two awesome books that I mentioned during today's training. You're going to love them, love, love, love. I have over a dozen Montessori books, so I can't share what they say in discipline uh, in all of them, but I do go more in depth about discipline inside the Montessori Way Foundations Framework, which is the framework program that is six months. And we learn so, 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 so much. Um, here is the binder. I actually happen to have the binder here because I have uh, the coaching sessions with my students. And this is the binder of the Montessori Way Foundations Framework. These are the seven modules and all the information of all the lessons. You are going to be completely equipped on the Montessori foundations of the philosophy. You're going to be so confident. Your eyes are going to be open. I am so excited about you learning more about this. And it's going super well. We are in the middle of module four right now the Montessori Way Foundations Framework. Open enrollment will be coming up at the beginning of the year. So start thinking about that. And I will be talking a little bit more about that if you are interested in learning about the foundations of the Montessori philosophy. We cover everything from the philosophy to the environment to the materials. We go into every Montessori subject. We do lesson plans, we do printables, uh, we discuss the original materials, printable materials, DIY or do-it-yourself materials. Everything is in the framework. It is amazing. So anyway, this is just a teeny tiny taste of just three tips when it comes to discipline, but there's a lot more inside the framework. 
Um, Samita is asking how to help a child understand the value of discipline. That is very important. Yes, thank you for asking that question. So in this book, The uh, Discovery of the Child by Maria Montessori, like I said earlier, you can read exactly how you can help the child understand it. You have to show them. You have to let them experience it in all its glory for the child to understand. Oh, that's why discipline is so important. So I don't have time to delve into like super, super deep about it, but it is important to understand the value of discipline. And the earlier the children understand it, the better. So the earlier you start with the freedoms and the discipline, the better. So one thing that you can do to help a child understand the value of discipline is Uh, by demonstrating it. And like I said just a minute ago, the demonstration is toothbrushing, right? So you would show the child that you are brushing your teeth without toothbrush and ask, is this the right thing to do? Is this correct? Or you brush your teeth and you leave the toothbrush inside your mouth without rinsing it off. Well, there is a sense of order and discipline and step-by-step instructions that you need to follow when brushing your teeth. And if you don't follow that discipline, then the results or we won't say consequences, but the results are not going to be the desired ones, which is clean teeth. Yes, your teeth might be clean, but they are completely covered in toothpaste. So unless you complete the entire activity, you can brush your teeth without the toothpaste, but are they going to be as clean as with toothpaste? Well, no. So the results are going to be different. And uh, discuss with the child uh, something simple like a recipe. If you follow the recipe step by step, That is discipline, right? Because you are obeying the steps that the directions they're giving you for a recipe. What if you skip a few steps? What if you skip a few ingredients? Or what if you substitute ingredients without really thinking about it? Um, You decide that you don't want to use vanilla. You want to use vinegar. Is that going to produce the same result in the recipe? No, it's not going to be the same. So discussing those things and even showing in in a more tangible way is going to really demonstrate to the child the value of discipline, all right? So I think that eventually the natural consequences of their actions will speak for themselves when it comes to the value of discipline. So uh, I hope that this has helped you. I went way over and I apologize for that. I usually try to keep it to 30 minutes, but I uh, wanted to really hone in on this topic because I know that a lot of you are all of a sudden doing Montessori at home because of COVID and some Montessori schools are not opening back up. I want to encourage you to keep the Montessori way 
as much as possible in your homes or in whatever circumstances that you are in right now. Your children deserve it. You deserve it. It is a wonderful method. I highly recommend it. And I also want you to give yourself grace. All right. Give yourself grace. We are living in unprecedented times and we are all going through changes, whether they're similar, the same, or completely different. We are all going through changes and adjustments in this season during this time. So have a wonderful rest of the week and enjoy your weekend. I will have, like I said earlier, next week will be off because then I'm taking my real vacation, which was the original intent from last week. And um, I'll see you the week after. All right. Bye. I appreciate you sharing time with me today. You have tons of choices about what you're listening to, and I love that you chose the Natural Homeschool Show. Thank you. Well, that's it for today. Until next time, this is Tanya Wright with the naturalhomeschool.com. I hope that you will use this training to create solutions that will bring about smooth, successful days for you. Let's get you closer to that transformation today.